Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. The whole earth is full of His glory. Welcome to Gems for the Journey, Wisdom from the Word of God. Hey, God bless you, everybody. Welcome to Gems for the Journey, Wisdom from the Word of God. And we're your hosts, Matt and Stephanie Garrity. And we're founders of River of Heaven Ministries. And we have a threefold vision to rebuild and restore, equip and empower, and revive and heal. Through these broadcasts, you're going to be touched, rebuilt, and restored, equipped and empowered, and revived and healed. And you're going to be functioning like never before as a kingdom man or a kingdom woman. Amen. Great to be with you today for another episode of Gems for the Journey, Wisdom from the Word of God. We're in some times right now uh, that will drive men to their knees, drive individuals to their knees in prayer, or we should be driven to our knees in prayer. Some of the current headlines in the world right now, we've got Hamas and Israel at war in Gaza because of the brutal uh, murders that happened when radical Hamas terrorists came across the uh, Israel border and began to just completely devastate families and you know young people gathering outside and at a concert. All these disgusting things. Hamas at war with Israel, Russia still in conflict with Ukraine, Iran threatening and Hezbollah, those extremists, both in Iran and in Lebanon, threatening that if Israel does anything beyond what they feel like is proportionate to the losses that they incurred, that Iran would be involved, Hezbollah will definitely be involved. We've got Americans being told to leave Lebanon right away, the threat of their safety, threat to human life. We've got Turkey We've got the leader of Turkey threatening that if people are looking for a jihad, then that's what they'll get. We've got Yemen firing rockets toward Israel, some of which were being intercepted uh, by our strike forces that were in the waters off the coast of Israel. Uh, We've got China eyeing Taiwan, all these things going on. We've got wars and we've got rumors of war. We've got different situations going on. And really, if we look at scripture, the times that we're living in absolutely uh, match up with what Jesus talked about in Matthew chapter 24. Matthew chapter 24, verses 3 through 14. Now, as he, Jesus, sat on the Mount of Olives, his disciples came to him privately saying, tell us, when will these things be and what will be the sign of your coming and of the end of the age? And Jesus answered and said to them, Take heed that no one deceives you, for many will come in my name, saying, I am the Christ, and will deceive many. And you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. But see that you are not troubled, for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nation will rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom. And there will be famines, pestilences, and earthquakes in various places, All these are the beginning of sorrows or birth pangs. Then they will deliver you up to tribulation and kill you, and you will be hated by all nations for my name's sake. And then the many will be offended, will betray one another, and will hate one another. 
Then many false prophets will rise up and deceive many. And because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold. But he who endures to the end shall be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to all the nations, and then the end will come. So we have here Jesus outlining the signs of the times. He's talking to his followers. He's talking to his disciples. And they have the question. The question is, when will these things be? What will be the sign of your coming? When will you return, Jesus? When, when will be the culmination of the age? And Jesus doesn't give them an exact date. He doesn't give them a year. He doesn't give them any of those things. Only the Father knows those exact dates, right? We know that from other places in Scripture. But what Jesus does give them is he gives them markers. He gives them signs. He's saying, when, when you see these things going on, and when you see these birth pangs, these sorrows going on uh, and increasing, understand that your redemption draws near. Understand that I'm at the door. Understand that it's all ready to be wrapped up. It's a wrap. And so we know in other places in scripture, the birth pangs it's talking about, the sorrows or the birth pangs, you know, the earth is compared to a pregnant woman who is travailing. And for all the ladies who have ever given birth that are listening to me right now, any woman knows that in the beginning, there are something called Braxton Hicks contractions, very small, they're very weak. But then as it gets closer and closer to the child being born, the contractions, the labor pangs, they increase. And not only do they increase, but they're closer together in proximity to one another. And that's exactly what the scriptures teaches. It's an illustration that just like a woman giving birth, first there will be a little bit of pain, a little bit of sorrow, all these different things that the earth will see. But then as it gets closer and closer to the return of Christ, and it gets closer and closer to the culmination of the end of the age, there will be an increase in these sorrows. There will be an increase in these birth pangs, in these labor pangs, and they will be much closer in proximity to one another. Okay, many people said, oh, well, we've always had bad things going on. There's always been issues. There's always been wars and rumors of wars and all and famines and all these different things. That's true. But if you really take a look historically, there has never been as many strong as they have been occurring, as well as in close proximity to one another, meaning one right after the other in the history of our world. And so, Again, we don't exactly know where we are in Matthew chapter 24 timeline there. We just read, but we need to understand a few things. Jesus said in verse four, take heed that no one deceives you for many will come in my name saying, I am the Christ. There will be a absolute emergence of the antichrist spirit proliferating individuals to say, I'm the anointed one. That's what that word Christ means. The anointed one, the Mashiach. You'll have a lot of people saying, I'm the anointed one. No, no, I'm the anointed one. No, I'm the anointed one. Look to me, look to me, look here, look everywhere except for at the true Jesus Christ. Also, the Lord says that we are not to be troubled. We are, we are not to be dismayed. We are not to be deceived. And so it's important that we should take heart that 
Christ has overcome the world. No matter what is going on, he says many times in scripture, do not fear. I think it's actually 360 sometimes, maybe 365 times that do not fear or be not afraid. We think about all those different scriptures, him saying to Joshua, be strong and courageous. Do not be dismayed. Do not be afraid for I am with you. I will go with you. I will be with you. How many times do we see this when the apostles are facing various trials? The Lord says, don't be afraid what you're going to say. I will fill your mouth. I will help you by my spirit. I am, I am your helper. I will, I will speak through you if you allow me to as a vessel. And so, you know, we need to understand that during these times, we are to fear the Lord. We are not to fear man. We are not to fear the wars and the rumors of wars. We are not to fear the natural disasters or things like the coronavirus, which there may be more of because the Bible says there will be an increase of pestilence in the last days. We are not to fear any of these things. Instead, we are to walk in faith. This dichotomy of Isaiah chapter uh, 60 where there is darkness and gross darkness, the Bible says, that will cover the people. Speaking of the world, the world system, everything that's under the God of this world, there will be darkness and gross darkness. But the people of God will rise and shine. God's people will rise and shine. Arise and shine for your light has come and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. That is what we find in Isaiah chapter 60, the first opening verses, that the people of God, the glory of God is shining upon the Lord's people. Okay, it is time to arise and shine. It's not time to to hide. It's time to arise. It's not time to to run away. It's time to stand firm and function in what we believe. We've got to translate reading the Bible and studying and hearing the, the preached message of the word. We've got to translate all this into action. Remember in the book of James, it says, don't just be hearers of the word, but be doers of the word. We need to be those who not only read the word, not only hear the word, but actually take action, have a, have a biblical worldview based upon scripture, based upon what we believe, what we believe as a people of God. Amen? I'm believing with you that although these are dark times that we're living in, although these are difficult times we're living in, especially depending where you're listing from uh, today. I mean, you may be listing from one of the countries in the Middle East that's really going through calamity in, in ways unimaginable to some others that are living in more here in the West. And so we're believing that your spouse, if your spouse isn't saved, your spouse will be saved. We're believing that your mom and dad will be saved if they're not saved. We're believing with you that your brother will be saved. Your sister will be saved. Your family will be saved. Your kids will be saved. Your coworkers will be saved. We're believing with you for your neighborhoods to be saved. We're believing with you for the, those who are functioning in government office in your land to be saved. We're believing for a divine turnaround in these last days. But here's the question. Do you have faith for the harvest? See, we've got to have faith to believe that the harvest is great. And the Lord said, I am the Lord of the harvest, but the laborers are few. So the Lord says, pray that there will be more laborers because there is a harvest. In the last days, beloved, especially there is a harvest. Matthew chapter five, verses 13 through 16 says this, you are the salt of the earth, but if the salt loses its flavor, how shall it be seasoned? It is then good for nothing but to be thrown out and trampled underfoot by men. 
Verse 14, you are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do they hide or light a lamp, excuse me, and put it under a basket, but on a lamp stand, and it gives light to all that are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Again, we are called to be salt. What does salt do? Salt helps to cleanse things. Salt helps to preserve things. Salt helps to flavor things. We are called to be the light. Amen. In the midst of the darkness, Jesus Christ said, I am the light of the world. He also said to his followers, you are the light of the world. But is that really what we're doing, beloved? Are we really providing a cleansing influence like salt does? Are we really providing preservation? The idea of we're here to help you understand that you need to receive Jesus Christ and then you will be delivered, really. You know, you will be preserved, but you will be delivered from the calamity that's coming and from eternal separation from him. You'll be preserved from that. You'll be delivered from that. Are we bringing flavor, a godly flavor when we are around? Are we helping to impact our families in that way? For example, if someone is you know, having a conversation, someone starts to break out all these disgusting, perverted jokes, are we the ones providing that cleansing influence? Are we the ones saying, you know what, let's not, you know, let's change the subject. Let's talk about something else. Are we the ones that are truly bringing flavor to a situation, godly flavor? Remember, we studied in one of the early podcasts how there is an aroma that comes off your life if you're serving the Lord. And to those who are being saved, to those that are responding to God's grace, that it's a pleasing aroma. But to those who are rebellious, to those who are rejecting God's grace, his goodness and kindness that would lead them to repentance, the Bible says that it is the, it's the stench of death. It's an aroma of death to them. Similarly, with light, are we hiding in these last days, are we hiding somewhere? I'm afraid what's going to happen. Listen, we were born for such a time as this, and everyone is listening on this podcast. I want to encourage you, shine your light like never before. Take up the standard for the Lord. It doesn't have to be done in an arrogant way, but why do you think you're here for such a time as this? You don't think that God knew beforehand the people that were going to be alive during these times, the believers that are here, the pastors, the ministers, apostolic leadership and prophetic leaders and evangelists and pastors and teachers. You don't think that he understood that he didn't foreordain this? Of course he foreordained this. Of course he planned all this out. That you, man or woman of God, during this very time, would be here on this earth. And we are not called to be afraid. We are called not to be, we're not called to be dismayed. We are called to roar for the Lord during these times. We are called to shine our light. We are called to be these jars of clay that this all-surpassing glory of God is shining through and is guiding, guiding others to this brilliant light, guiding others out of the pits of darkness into the marvelous light of Christ. You know, you think about the idea of ships and why lighthouses were built. Ships were out to sea and sailing around and things of that nature. But how, when there were storms and how, when it was dark, before we had all these wonderful technologies and all the navigation systems that were built into the, to the vessel, how would they get home? Well, there was a lighthouse 
Okay, that would be built in a place elevated above sea level enough that it could shine and that light and that lighthouse would shine out for 15, 20 miles and only by following that light could those ships come into safe harbor. And beloved, if those ships did not follow that light or if they did not have that light, they would be shipwrecked. They could crash upon the rocks, steered off course, and then run out of supplies, really suffer and die out there, or be dashed to pieces on the rocks. And so we must think about that in those ways. There's a lot of lost ships out there, isn't there? There are those out there that are sailing, they're in a place of darkness, and they don't know how to get to safe harbor. They're not sure how to guarantee that they're going to be in a protected place. Amen? Well, guess who helps with that? We do. Because we are those vessels. The light of Christ is shining through us. They will, by following that light, come to a place where they're not only safe, but they're delivered, they're secure, and having that abundant life that they never thought they could potentially have. That is what Christ provides. Christ provides, first of all, life. We were dead in our sins. Christ has provided his Zoe life, the life, vibrant life in every part of us, in our our mind, in our emotions, in our physical bodies, in our spirit, in our relationships. John 10.10, the thief Jesus says, only comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But I have come that you would have a life and that more abundantly, that we would have abundant life, that we would have a life overflowing uh, with the the wholeness of God. Again, that doesn't mean that God's going to make everyone a millionaire. doesn't mean that God's going to uh, promise everyone health, wealth, and prosperity, and there'll never be any struggles. Now, that's not true. It's not going to be all flowers and rainbows and unicorns. That's not the Christian walk. However, what we are promised is that whatever that looks like or whatever God has interpreted that to mean in our life, that we will have life and that abundantly. I'll tell you right now that if you have Christ, you have life and that more abundantly. Amen. We don't have to worry about anything. Our God is a good father. He will supply all our needs. And during these times of uncertainty, during these times of insecurity, during these times where the birth pangs are increasing, where the labor pangs are increasing, where it seems like it's one thing after the next, do not be afraid. Do not be dismayed. For the Lord, your God, is with you. Amen. And this is a time where we must understand what it says here in 1 John 5, verses 4 and 5. 1 John 5, verses 4 and 5. For whatever is born of God or born again is victorious over the world. And this is the victory that conquers the world, even our faith. Who is it that's victorious over the world? But he who believes that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And the Amplified says, who adheres to, who trusts in, and who relies upon him. Do you have faith for the harvest? Do you have faith that the Lord is going to take care of you? Do you have faith to believe that God is a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him? Do you have faith to believe that you can stand firm being the salt, being the light, and you are protected, you are delivered, you are rescued by Almighty God? And even if it is a time that 
there are many who are going to pay the ultimate price to be martyred to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord and so people may be able to try to take your life but they cannot take your salvation they cannot take the inheritance that you're going to receive and they cannot take the eternity that we are going to spend forever with Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Well, God bless you today. Give thanks to the Lord for He is good. His steadfast love endures forever. Be thankful, be full of faith, and you will be an overcomer, continue to be an overcomer during these challenging times that we're living in. Be encouraged. Do not let your heart be troubled for the Lord Jesus said, I have overcome this world. And because His Spirit is living in you, beloved, You have the spirit of the overcomer living in you. And as you yield to the Holy Spirit, you too shall overcome, even as Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, overcame. God bless you today. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May His face shine upon you. May He be gracious unto you. May He lift up His countenance upon you. And may the Lord give you His peace. Until next time. If you'd like to connect with us, you can go to our website at www.riverofheaven.org. River of Heaven Ministries is advancing the kingdom of God on earth as it is in heaven through various means. In James 1.27, Scripture teaches us to care for the widows and the orphans. We take this seriously and are actively involved in supporting widows and others in need on a monthly basis. Together, we can do more. Additionally, our radio broadcasts and podcasts reach all nations, touching lives worldwide. Daily, new listeners hear the gospel, and through these broadcasts and podcasts, millions have an opportunity to repent, believe, and receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Listeners also learn about powerful Tabernacle of David principles through our teaching, encouraging all to worship the Father in spirit and in truth with great passion and purity. Your financial gift of any amount will help us to continue to support those in need and allow us to launch high-quality recorded radio broadcasts, podcasts, and teaching that are available for free to anyone who has internet access. With your prayers and financial support, we will continue to reach millions in our generation and multiply millions in generations to come. Thank you for partnering with us.